Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. This is a transformative time for black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Eric Andre, and welcome to my new podcast, Bombing, where I talk with friends, comedians, musicians, and other creative people about their worst moments on stage and being annihilated by a live audience. Today, I have my good friend, the incredibly talented Michelle Buteau. You may know her stand-up, and you've seen her all over TV and movies. We go way back, years and years, and we talk about our stand-up touring days together and get into crazy stories she's encountered overseas and in the Great Plains of the U.S. If you like this episode, come back every week for more. Rate it five stars. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe to Big Money Players Diamond to get an extended interview with Michelle, plus ad-free episodes every week. Let's get into it. Uh, Oops, excuse me. Bless you. Sorry. We are here with the wickedly talented... (laughs) One and only, the yin to my yang, dare I say. Oh my God. The tomato to my tomato. (laughs) Probably my oldest friend in comedy. My sister from another mister. Ow. Michelle Buteau. Oh, I thought you were going to say Abu Nazir. (laughs) Abu Nazir. Adele Dazim. (laughs) Um, Oh my God. We've known each other a long time. 20 years. More. I think 20 years. Well, this podcast is about bombing, so I'm going to ask you. I'll just give oh you a little setup. Okay. I'm going to ask you, like, what's the worst bomb that you ever experienced? Okay. What's the worst bomb that you ever seen that you were just, like, there to witness? Ooh. And, like, what's the most wasted you've ever been on stage? So those are kind of, like, the three questions. Oh, my God. But before we get into that. What we, decade? We can, any decade. I, well, let's start with, like, no, our tried no. and true story. Oh, okay. no. Okay. I knew it was One coming. time, oh, me oh, and Michelle were playing a college. Played this college, and they put you, they don't put you in the auditorium when you're, like, n- unknown. They put you in the cafeteria. Yeah. In the middle of the cafeteria while the kids are ordering chicken wings and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Michelle and I had to do this show. So it was a scarcely packed show in a, in a campus cafeteria people are literally ordering chicken nuggets next to us as we're trying to tell jokes yeah. there's no context for us me and michelle haven't been on television at this point we're like in our, in our what early mid-20s something and, like that and um 
it's scarcely packed. I'm I'm doing horribly. I mean, like the, the odds are stacked against me, but I'm I'm not doing well. And uh, these girls are making fun of me in the in the audience. And I end my set by looking at like the nine people peppered throughout this cafeteria that were not paying attention. I went, you guys are the worst fucking audience I have ever performed in front of in my entire life. And I threw the mic down. I was an angry, yeah, this was before I went to therapy. I just was so frustrated. Threw the microphone down, yeah. but then I completely forgot I had to bring Michelle up next Here to go. do her set. Here so I picked the microphone back up off the ground and I was like, uh, you've seen her on VH1 and Comedy oh Central. Please get up for Michelle. Oh my God. And I vividly remember you coming on stage and looking at me like this and you were like, do you need a hug? And I was like, no, back off me. And I went backstage. So wild. And I kicked the garbage can over and like coffee flew everywhere. So wild. So like, not only is it like, you bombing then like I have to live you, in that bomb as well yes I'm a peripheral so I'm like the Ukraine in the situation where I'm just like why am I getting bombed like it was too soon I'm so sorry um, thoughts and prayers but I was like this is wild you are mm-hmm. not Chris Rock we are in somewhere in Pennsylvania was it Pittsburgh yeah, it was always like po- possum fuck Arkansas or like it was always mi- seven planes away but I should seven, I should, yeah, seven I should, flights to get there yes like, I should also and then like we had to like drive I think they lost my luggage on the way there and I started crying. Do you remember that? Yeah. They lost I, my little carry-on. I was yeah. like, Michelle, they lost my carry-on. It was like, what's so the big deal? I was like, I only have one hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have seen you cry. And, and, it's, I, and you owed me like 30 bucks or something. I was like, I need that $30. Oh my God. Me. You hit me up in the middle of a breakfast sandwich at the airport at a dusty airport like in Arizona. <laughs> and you're like, oh. I don't mean to bring this up, but you haven't paid me back. I'm like, because I haven't gotten paid back. I'm like, so I'll write you a check. I, I didn't realize how broke you were. I'm so sorry. I was broke. I was broke. I'm so sorry. Like that 30 bucks would have been like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh my God. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have the 30 bucks. I will pay you back. Thank you. I think it's also important to tell the people we met in New York. We did stand up and then we did a diversity showcase for NBC. Right. Um, showcases are just a show where like a bunch of agents and managers go and then you just sort of tap dance and be like, look, we have a black one. Right. We have a light skinned one. We have an Asian one. We have a gay one. And like, because there was like no diversity in Hollywood, like even uh, like the, like the needle has moved like tremendously just in the last five years. Yeah. So like, you know, when we started 20 years ago, there was no non-binary royalty. There was none of this was in the vocabulary. There was no conversation. It was l- literally like I checked two boxes because I am black and female. And so when we were friends and we did the showcase and people were like, they're cute. We don't want to pay full price for one. Let's just put them in a little in a little package deal together. Yeah, so yeah. we were a package deal and everyone mm-hmm. thought we were brother and sister. <laughs> but there was no guitar. There was no singing. We never said we were brother and sister. We just both happened to be half Haitian and they're like, they're related. They're light-skinned enough to like send to the Midwest. Schenectady. And the South. Yep. I mean, I remember we went to some place in um, Louisiana. It wasn't New Orleans. It was another place. Shreveport, I think. Uh-huh. And you have this really epic hurricane joke this was after Hurricane Katrina and they just got rocked by the hurricane yeah and you did the joke and you're like what the fuck people that's a great joke (laughs) and then you were yelling at them and then like it took like I had to go on stage and do the thing and then we had a conversation but it's like 
those learning lessons, that's an education you could never get at a fucking school. I will say there's a coda to the end of that, that story where I kicked the garbage can over in that cafeteria. Those <sighs> girls that were making fun of me the most flirted with me after the yeah. fucking thing. I was like, yeah. you're flirting with me. You, yeah. were, you were talking shit about me the whole time. They were like, we're joking around. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they were pulling your hair on um, at the playground. Playground flirting. Yeah. Terrible years wigs. later, that woman is still my wife. <laughs> the love of my life and I remember that night too because we had headshots that we were signing because I was like someone went to Kinko's with a budget and you drew a mustache on my face and oh, I was you didn't like that I was so offended yeah you didn't like that I hated that I was, yeah you really I, of all the things that you'd be offended the, by but that was, was like, the one that got that you that was the straw that broke the camel toe that, <laughs> do you know what I mean like, <laughs> that, I had that's like, your trigger I was, we say foul shit to each other all day and that know, was a like, uh, <laughs> cartoon mustache it's like a fifth grader from the 80s would like, do that well shit. like I think I had like re- like I reached my max with like being with you on that trip cause <laughs> I was difficult. <laughs> you were. That was it difficult. was. A, it was a testing time. That was a pre-therapeut. I was pre-therapized. Man. Yeah, those were hard though. You take hard. like Air Tran middle seat, three <laughs> flights to yes. to fucking yeah, Coyote Bladder, Mississippi. Yes. The shows were always miserable. The pay was miserable. Yeah. You're like, why am I doing this? Struggling to survive. You're like, yes. why am I doing this? Most this is of not our pay work went to out. travel. We it, we couldn't even afford to go to, I think, Idaho. We had to borrow money from our college agent yeah. to go because we couldn't afford to go. Yeah. So, and yeah. like when you're starting out, nothing's guaranteed. You don't know you're, if you're going to have a career at all. You think, you know, so it's a, it's a, it's a grind. The first like decade of comedy. It's yeah. A grind. Yeah. When people ask me, how do I make money? How do I do this? How do I get on that? I'm like, just keep your head down and stay funny. Yeah. Be funny. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I feel like there is a generation of comedians where it's cool not to be funny, like not to have jokes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's kind of your job, mm, boo boo. Mm-hmm. Take some really difficult shit and make it funny. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. make me think about it. Yeah, it's a lot of medicine. I need some motherfucking sugar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel you. So there's another time, me and Michelle, we were like super late to this gig in Virginia. Oh my god, are you really what? doing this? Oh my god. oh god, this is disgusting. I need to shower right away. Do you have a wet wipe? Producer, oh, God, so we're late to the show. And we're, we're late stuck to the in- show because you had an audition for Joe Coy sketch show <laughs> for Comedy Central. That's right. Because you I were, botched the audition too. <laughs> but you were already like starting to do things, like yeah. you know. <laughs> yes, I botched that audition because I kept being like, "I'm so high right now," as a joke, and I think they thought I was actually high. So we're in this car. We're driving from New York to Virginia. We are hauling ass. We get stuck in horrible traffic. Yeah. And like Michelle's driving. She's like, every second count. I was like, I got to pee so bad. She's like, no way. We can't. We're going to miss the show. There is no worse <clears throat> feeling than knowing that you're going to be late for a show and yeah. people are waiting for you. Yeah. It's like missing your prom. I yeah. don't know how to describe it. Yeah. So. I was anxious as fuck. So I'm looking at the big gulp in the console next to Michelle and I'm like. That's my toilet right there. I was like, Michelle, I'm going to pee in this thing. Can, can I pee in it? If you're not going to let me pee, I gotta, I gotta, I'm going to explode. And you're like, yeah, all right, all right. And then so I dumped the soda that was in it. I like... <laughs> Like, you go in the back seat. I, I I, you were in the passenger seat. Let's just let's be clear. He goes in the back seat. I don't want any part of this. Okay, we were stuck in so much traffic. I was like, you can get out, go pee, 
on a bush and come back in and find the car because there was so much shot you know like every movie that has like an apocalyptic like oh no we gotta get out of this town yeah with like the the track like that's yeah, what yeah. that traffic was that like traffic was we horrible. weren't moving no it was crazy so i was like get out the car and you're like no and you're, you're like, getting like re-triggered about so much fucking mess by the time I met my husband it's I'm like, like this therapy. is easy this is a, I have been like like almost best friend like best friend like brother sister with Eric Andre on the road before therapy the marriage is nothing this is crazy are you fucking kidding me they're like wow you guys really like each other I'm like yeah cause he pees before we leave the fucking house what do you mean you really set me up for success bro oh shit okay so I'm in the back seat apparently with a big gulp cup and I'm filling it up with my beef. No, 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 no. The- what? Let don't let's back it up, Eric. Okay. He surprised himself by what, what was coming out of his body. And as <laughs> it's a big gulp, as it's um the pee oh, it's is about like, to overflow. It's about it? to overflow and you start freaking <laughs> out. Oh fuck. I'm about to overflow. I can't stop the stream. I don't have a penis. I don't pee in cups. In back seats, marriage. Why would I know? And I was just like, bring an adult diaper. I don't know. You know, like I bleed once a month. My uterus is on the floor and I still show up on time with a smile. Figure out your fucking intake, bro. It was insane. You're like, what do I do? What do I do? The pee's coming. Also, it's your own pee. <laughs> like it was, it was wild. I was going through a lot. <laughs> going through a lot. So I'm filling up a big cup with pee. The pee's like, pee flicks are like splashing out. It's too and I'm much. Like, oh, and then I cut the stream off and I like dump some out and then I keep going. Oh, God. And I'm like, and then I, and then I fill up the pee. And so I'm like, and then I just, instead of dumping it out, I just have like a full big gulp of my own urine next to Michelle in the little middle console. Why and she's you dri- She's driving and I just break into casual conversation as if none of that just happened. I was like, hey, so what, what are you going to open your set with? And Michelle's like white knuckling it. She's like, I, my set? I, I, don't, I don't really know what I want to. And I'm like, what is going on with you? You're like, it's just your pee is in a cup and it's like three inches from my elbow and I'm driving and I don't want to smell your pee. I don't want to see your pee. Your I don't want to feel your pee. Everyone's <laughs> pee smells and that should yeah, be a it children's disgusting. book. Yes. It's disgusting. Yes. It's disgusting. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're upset about the pee. And you're like, you're like, what else would I be upset How about? You have no idea. <laughs> your urine is right there. Solution like, around with everything. That scientist with organs in jars. <laughs> what do you mean? And then I was like, well, you want me to dump it out the window? And you were like, I, I don't know. Just, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have answers I, for your like piss. You're like swallowing involuntarily, like having a panic attack. You're like, I, do, I don't. And I'm like, I'm going to dump it out the window. A- you're like, don't get it on the car. I just don't let anybody see. <laughs> You, I don't know, I don't know. And then I was just like splashed. It was out. so gross, and honestly, because like, I couldn't breathe. Because I could, I could feel it in my nose, and if I open my mouth, then I taste it. And I don't want any part of that. And I really want to be like, did you have asparagus? Because all of it was so fucking yuck. Like rope, it was like yellow ropes going. It was so yuck. You know, when like you have guy friends, you think you're gonna go use your bathroom and see a skid mark. You know what I mean? Or like a dirty condom? No, not with Eric. Now it's way more intimate. I had dank piss. <laughs> dank, yellow, dark yellow piss. I want to tell one story. Oh, my God. Okay, wait. We're not done with the pee-pee story. So I dump the pee out. We get to the gig. Oh, my God. And then Michelle goes, I got this new joke. It's a fucking banger, dog. Oh, fuck. And then she gets on stage and she goes, yo, y'all ever be running and you just running? And then she completely forgets the joke. And she's I forgot like, the joke. You're just running. I forgot the joke. I for- Listen, you don't understand. You don't understand, Okay. 
there's so much that happens before you get on stage and the only thing you want to do is show up and be cute like Beyonce you know what I mean at Coachella but like we didn't even know Beyonce went through all that until she made a documentary there is so much shit you have to do and when you're sitting next to your friend's piss <laughs> there are levels of emotions you know what I mean it's a whole it's it's, it's it's an onion. That was a crazy gig because I do think that brought us closer. Mm-hmm. We had to leave very early. Oh, and we next, drove through the mist. We drove through the night. Because I had to do a Pepsi commercial the you next had to, day. Yeah, you were starting to blow up. It kind of. I mean, I'm no, like, like people, commercial. you you had an audition, a show in Virginia, and then like a commercial the next day. Gosh, it's For takes a such newbie a comedian, time. that's like a really big deal. Mm-hmm. So I was like, bet, let's go. Yeah. Like, Talk about ride or die. I was like, yeah, let's just go sleep for an hour or two. Yeah. Then we drove back through the misty, misty fog. Yeah. But what you don't know, which I don't think I told you, I took the the biggest dump <laughs> when I got I to the hotel. Expect me to say I was that. holding in so many things. <laughs> it, was a stre- like, it was a stress shit. Oh, my God. It was. It was. It, it it was like every season of the amazing race came out in that toilet and i was like what the fuck and i clogged the toilet up and then it started overflowing oh no. and i just like closed the door and left it and like slept because i was like i don't even know what to do with this day anymore i don't even know what this day is it was am a cursed I, day it, it was, was one curse. of those days like am i worthy am i <laughs> yeah. doing the right it thing it was a cursed day it was a cursed fucking day yeah. and then we got back in the car while it was still dark <laughs> to make it back and let me tell you something <laughs> the way Eric was driving, you uh, if you're an atheist, you would have been religious. Because <laughs> well, I was driving crazy. You were driving crazy. And through fog. And through fog. And then we came up on like a nightmare 20-car pileup accident where there's definitely like fatalities. 100. And you were like, and you were like half asleep. And I was like, it's okay, it's okay, go back to sleep. You're like, oh, just the, uh, the, the cars. Uh. I was like, it's okay, it's okay. And hills you're bad at. Anytime you drove by a hill, yeah, the yeah. show will go, oh, uh, just, you're driving yeah. by. The hill. Yeah. Uh, 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 the two of okay. us, we were like. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have um, anxiety. Hillophobia. And, and I also have panic attacks. And with hills, and I'm, I have vertigo. I'm real fun, guys. And <laughs> when I go up and down a hill, I have like this tunnel vision where I don't know if I'm going up or down. Oh, shit. So I don't know if I go slow or go fast. Oh, shit. I feel bad roasting, you know. Yeah, you should, bitch. I'm going through <laughs> some major shit. I'm trying to hold it together like I'm Stacey Abrams, bitch. On January 7th, motherfucker. I'm trying, bitch. Okay? If you really do. Meanwhile, this motherfucker's like, what do I do with my pee-pee? Do you know what I'm going through? Do you, you got know? vertigo. You got panic disorder. I couldn't remember my fucking jokes. I'm just like, this is so... clog in the toilet. <laughs> I'm like, I got this great joke. I don't remember it. Um, it was it was wild. with Eric Andre. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. We're going to get to the bombing story, but this was like a really Uh, crazy story that not a lot of comedians either go through or talk about. There was this (laughs) festival named uh, the Aspen Comedy Festival. It takes place in Aspen. You're talking about when we almost died on that airplane? plane? Yeah. So when you go to Aspen, you got to fly into Denver and then take a little small plane a la La Bamba. Yeah, like a Fisher Price propeller plane. Yes. And we get on the plane. There's some weather. Like, it was already delayed. We're very excited and tired to just fucking go. Kyle Kinane's on the plane as well. Kyle Kinane is next to me. Okay. And hilarious comedian. The turbulence is so bad that there was a moment where I thought we were going to die. And I'm like, this is how it goes. And I know that you're an atheist. I look back at you. You're making the sign of the cross. No, I I became religious. I was religious for however long that plane ride was. Yeah. And it was... (laughs) We were in a dryer. We were like in a tumble dryer because what happens is it's a valley... And there's crosswinds, and it's impossible to land because the plane is going left and right and can't fucking find its way. And you always look to the flight attendant to see if, if you know, if they, yeah. ain't fu- but they looked like they were like, they looked stressed. They did. Mm-hmm. And, and then, like, it was like bumpy, and Kyle Kinane took my hand and he goes, We're going to be okay. And I took his hand with both my hands, and I'm like, I really hope so. Wow. And we couldn't land the plane. So they had to get a, get us out of it. Yeah, it was it, it was all for no, it was all for nothing. It was like flying. They were trying to fly into this blizzard. They tried once, 
too turbulent, tried twice, too turbulent, tried three times. So we had to go through that hell three times. Yeah. And then they just gave up. It was like all for nothing. Yeah. And they just took us back to Denver. Yeah. And me, you, and Eric Charles Nielsen had to take a bus with all the other comics yeah. through icy, sleety snow. And yes. that's dangerous, too. I know. Yeah, we were going I have a friend like... in a band whose, whose tour bus crashed on those mountains oh, in Vail. Yeah, because it was so icy and shit. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I don't know why yeah. we got to call it black ice, but it is what it is. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Come on, comic view. But um, Monique's gonna be so mad. I took her joke. <laughs> um, Why they ain't no white ice? <laughs> so, what is the worst you have ever bombed? I mean, there's been a few bombs, right? There's just been a few. You're working on material, the crowd doesn't get you. I want to say the worst for me. It was a comedy show, but it wasn't a comedy club. Um, it's the first and last time I ever did stand up in Jamaica. Oh wow! Yeah, How I that? I thought I was like I thought I had enough. You know, it's like the five year old that's had two lessons and they they can swim. I was like, <laughs> I've been doing comedy for eight years. Will Sylvins was hosting. Oh boy! Also, really hilarious comedian that does a lot in the Caribbean, um, as well as the comedy seller. Check him out. And um, was he doing okay? He was killing because oh. he like he's got that on lock. Yeah. And so they were so warm and so like ready to laugh. Yeah, I gotta text Will. I gotta call him. Yeah. I miss Will. He's great. I love Will. He's the best. The best. And he started boxing and it's just like yeah. all like ripped and stuff. Yeah. Like every time I see him, there's always an excuse for him to lift a shirt. I'm like, why wear a shirt? Just be topless. Um So he's on stage. He's he's doing well. He's on stage. He's like murdering oh shit like murdering like worse. this is his this is his bag he's yeah. in his zone yeah and you know my mom is Jamaican I've been to Jamaica every year since I was three weeks old so I feel like you know I'm family yeah I'm born and raised in Jersey you know but you feel more Jamaican in Jersey than you do in Jamaica did obviously. he have did he have Jamaican joke because he's Haitian was he doing Haitian jokes or was he doing Haitian jokes and Jamaican jokes? He can jokes? do Caribbean accents. So oh, he so was he's doing Jamaican. Very, yes. Very specific. Yes. Yeah. And like I pride myself on being able to do my material anywhere for anyone because uh-huh. comedy should be universal. Mm, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's but cultural. It's, not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the least universal thing. Picture Showtime at the Apollo. Right. But with machetes and guns. Right. <laughs> Outside, with like you know, the, the jerk chicken is you know jerking. Yeah. The women look like dance hall queens. Just yeah. picture. And a, I, I love my Jamaican people, but they can be emotional, emotionally. Yeah, emotional. That's one way of putting it. <laughs> the, the the highs are highs, the yeah. lows are lows. And there's just a lot of like absolutes in Jamaica. Well, I get on stage and I haven't had the shaky hands in a while. Oh, you were nervous. So I was nervous. I was like, oh, I'm in over my head. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it felt like, um, like, what do you do when you know you're going to bomb? You just lean into it, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it's just like, if anything, I'm going to deliver these lines with like the confidence of Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's all you can do. What it's, else can you do? You Like, I can't leave. Yeah. They've flown me down there and put me up. And now this is like, a, my mom feels like I've made it because now I'm doing comedy in her motherland. Right. What town was this? Negro? Um, it was Kingston. Kingston. Okay. 
I've invited some friends that I knew no, from back no, in the day. No, no, no. They're so happy for me because oh, this little comedy thing's working out. That makes it worse. <laughs> also, my uncle's the Archbishop of Jamaica. Whoa. So it's been in like a the Gleaner. A lot of pressure on this Jamaica show. I, I was like, I'm not hosting the Golden Globes. <laughs> I'm just doing a set in Kingston. So a lot of pressure on the show. A lot of Will's pressure on the show. crushing. You get up there, you get the shaky hands. I get the shaky hands. I also realize like people are dressed up. Like I dressed up, but like a Caribbean dress up is just different. Yeah. Like people have gone shopping for people an outfit. Went shopping. They got a babysitter. They like a production went into this yeah. night for them, for yes. the audience. And not me. It's they paid cl- their money. And two drink minimum. I don't even remember all of my material. There was a joke about sex where I'm just like, ladies, if a guy's not going down on you, you don't go down on him because you can't have the six without the nine. And that's when I heard the booze. And then the booze didn't stop. Uh-oh. And then I heard a gunshot. Uh-oh. And I was like, thank you so much. Uh-oh. MichelleButeau.com. <laughs> and, um, You're playing with fire. Yeah, I was. I was. But I was like, this is what I say. This is what I want to say. Yeah. And even if it helps one person yeah. at this point, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. And so my mom got phone calls. My uncle got phone calls. Whoa. There was like articles about it in Jamaica. Oh, no, it haunted you. <laughs> yeah, it followed me. And to this day, people are like, do you want to come to Aruba and do comedy? I'm like, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> do you want to no. come to Puerto Rico for this thing to do? I was like, no. I, no. Just, I just want my titties out and I want some spicy chicken. That's it. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll go to Aruba. Yeah. But not to do comedy. 100. I'll drink a rum out of a coconut. You got ooh, that? Ooh. Okay. Eric Andre. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. 
So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. There's been bombing situations where people have thrown a glass at me. Really? Yeah, at Caroline's. It was Wendy Williams. The Wendy Williams experience. The worst bombing I ever had was the Wendy Williams experience. (laughs) Yeah. But who threw a bottle at you? There was the Wendy Williams experience at Caroline's, and this the comic before me, don't remember who that was, was making fun of this girl and it was a guy's girlfriend and he was like in on it too and she felt really bad and I saw it in her face so I got up there and I'm just like you are so lucky that somebody wants to sit and spin on your tiny little dick why the fuck would you do that and why are you with someone that does that to you yeah I turned into like a fucking disgruntled Ricky Lake audience member because you cannot see something and not say something especially if you're gonna ultimately be a truth teller on stage and I'm just like sometimes it just takes a fucking stranger to see something that you're living in because you're just in the cloud of smoke and I'm like you might be in the eye of the storm but get the fuck out drop that zero get yourself a hero I'm telling you it was very Jenny Jones and And he's just like he did the whole fuck you you fat nobody wants to fuck you don't worry about don't worry about my fat don't worry about who wants to fuck me okay shit yeah and so we got into a yelling argument and shit you can tell when someone's going through abuse yeah and so I was just like you don't need him I don't know if anyone else is gonna tell you what you don't other sisters were clapping he threw a glass at me it it smashed on the table in front of me and I'm like okay here's one joke I told the joke and I left yeah. It was like, ever find a little piece of toilet paper? Just yeah, kidding. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I left and then they had to escort me out the back because oh, he was like waiting for me. No. Yes. Yeah. Dude. So Blink comedy twice is like, for help. yeah, com- when people, when it goes well, people are like, you're so brave. No, that's not the brave part. That's not the brave part. That's not the brave part. <laughs> yes. I'll tell you what got me to the fucking. Yeah. 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 So what's the worst bomb you ever like just saw? Like, like a night. Besides you? Besides me. Yeah. Yeah. Besides <laughs> in, me. In co- I mean. Was there any just been like uh, any fights you've seen on stage or any like crazy someone got naked or like oh a drunk God. guy got kicked out or. Oh my. Well, there was this. You could think about it too. We could circle back to it. No, I know what it is. Okay. Michael Che. Oh, really? It was, but Michael definitely did not think he bombed. <laughs> he, th- he thinks that he like saved the integrity of comedy. Okay. What did he do? Michael. I think Che kind of she- likes bombing a little bit. He's like Norm Macdonald or Kevin <laughs> Barnett. I feel like those guys like kind of liked it. Oh, Michael. Michael Sherry Shepard and I did a gig for like Proctor and Gamp. Gamble- Proctor and Gamble. Proctor, yeah, I don't even remember. Yep. And like we had to write all these jokes that they like just combed over right it yeah, was like yeah, yeah. dude they just like took gig. the air out of comedy right. and my big closer was just like boy bands are like deodorant like 
one has you one slips I don't even or I like my men like I like my deodorant like strong white and uh, reliable whatever the <laughs> fuck hackety hack yeah, yeah, like yeah. paid my joke. mortgage that right, that night right. with that show make that money Sherry was into it too we all follow the rules right Michael gets up there he's a rule breaker ah 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 and no one's a Karen, but they're definitely Karen adjacent. Like, they got the Karens in the family. Yeah, but I was yeah. like, oh. He told a story about how he went to Arizona and the lady in the front called him a nigga. No way. And he probably said nigga like 27 times. <laughs> at this, like, corporate, at this corporate event? Yes. I mean, the ties were loosening. I could see, like, holes just popping in people's pantyhose. Like, their eyes were bulging. The shoulder pads were just deflating. I said, oh, no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> is he just one of those comics if you tell him not to do it that's all they want to yes. do kind of yeah, yeah which, I love him I mean, yeah which I brilliant. love him and I appreciate it too because I'm just like <laughs> okay okay uh, and I don't think I've done a corporate gig since because I'm like no I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna do that I'm gonna live my truth what's the most wasted you've ever been on stage oh my god have you ever been really dr- dr- drunk on stage or yes. high or like what yeah I started day drinking this one Saturday with some Dutch friends knowing you had a show later yeah but you were just like fucking it was just supposed to be like an afternoon hang with cheese crackers mm-hmm. and wine mm-hmm. and then we took it to the bar mm-hmm. across the way and mm-hmm. then there was like pizza and like cocktails sounds like a good day to me and Heist was like Please don't go to the show. Call and cancel. Heiss is her husband. And I'm like, no, babe. I'm such a workhorse. I'm such like, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm going to do like it. You're drunk. You're like, I got to yeah. do it. Sweating. And our friend Case is just like, she should do it because he loves to stir the pot. Yeah, 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 and I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do You can't tell me what to do because I'm drunk. <laughs> and he's like, babe, please just call. It's just a 15 minute spot for like a nine o'clock show or some shit. Yeah. Please don't go. And I'm like, fine, I won't go. Wink, wink. <laughs> and so Heist goes to the bathroom. You sneak out? And like, Case is like, I'll call us a car. Let's go to the show. <laughs> and I'm like, let's go. We're in the backseat of the taxi. I am like Denzel Washington in like the pilot. What's that? Airplane? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flight. Flight. And like, <laughs> Case is like John Goodman. He gives me a bump. I'm like, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Like, I am slurring my words, not even realizing. <laughs> I am a mess. We take the taxi to the city. People <laughs> get to the comedy club. They're holding me up. And they're like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, don't, I don't even know what I'm saying. I need subtitles. I'm just like moving my mouth. And I just remember the booker saying, is she okay? Can she do this? Mm-hmm. And then I go, I can. Don't tell me what I can't do. Oh, you, and so, you were surly. <laughs> so Salty. The host brings me up. I, and then it's like autopilot. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I was like Tony Bennett on his 96th birthday. Just, oh, you just ne- you, you you were crushing it. I I don't know. I think so. <laughs> I did some crowd work. I think, and I walked I walked off the stage. I didn't fall. Um, I had to call the comedy club two days later and apologize. <laughs> Tell him I, I told him I got new medication and I really had to figure it out. <laughs> Heist and Case and I still talk about that story because Heist is like, how fucking dare you? <laughs> how fucking I try to tell you. He tried to see me. The most drunk. I remember one time you were at the Village Lantern and you were t- you were on stage and uh, one of your teeth flew out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's been a journey. So I have a book called Survival of the Thickest, Plus Size Essays in a Small Minded World. Ow. And there is a whole ass chapter about my tooth and it's called Tooth Be Told. <laughs> There's a chapter about my tooth. It's, um, you know, growing up in America, you know, health insurance is a luxury. Yeah. So you don't always take care of your shit and or the doctor's going to take advantage of you. So. Yeah, but it's not like you didn't brush your teeth. No. 
I just it's you had a genetic gum. Most thing. of that stuff is DNA. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so um, don't be so hard. On I had yourself. a flipper. Well, I mean, that's, it was just funny that I was on stage yes. and one of your teeth went flying. Well, here's the thing. I was like, this is how much I love soon? comedy. I have like a flipper. My gum is resting from like a surgery I just had, but I'm still going to go out and do stand up. <laughs> and then I'm doing a joke and my tooth flies out. And who's at the back of the show? Er- fucking Eric. And you know what? You have a you have a memory for shady shit like an elephant. <laughs> and every time something bad happens, this mother, he won't remember the good. He won't remember the good shit. He's going to remember that one time you slipped on the banana peel and remind you and then introduce you. That's your intro. Oh my God. Meet my friend Michelle. She lost her tooth on stage one time. Anyways, that's it. Yes, that's it. Michelle Buteau, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Eric Gonzalez, E. Gonzalez, <laughs> Conchita, Samuel, L. Jackson, Johnson, Andre. <laughs> Andre. <laughs> Good night. With Eric Andre. Bombing with Eric Andre is brought to you by Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network and iHeart Podcast. Executive produced by Hans Sani and Olivia Aguilar. Edited and sound designed by Andy Harris. Our art is by Dylan Vanderberg. And if you want to confess to your own bombing moments or give us a shout out, go rate us five stars and drop a review on your podcast app of choice. Write about your own stories of bombing at life. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can also subscribe to Big Money Players Diamond to get exclusive bonus content with every episode. Listen to all my episodes ad-free. The guests on Bombing with Eric Andre were recorded before the SAG after strike, so leave me alone, internet. Bye! Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.